I, I encourage people to live passionately. Uh, you know, life is too short. What you what you love doing, uh, really, really give it a go and just just try and see where you where you can you know where it takes you to. podcast for introverts, extroverts and everybody in between. I'm your host Chelsea Heaney and I'm really excited for today's guest. She came to Australia from Vietnam when she was just 16 years old and by 23 she was already the partner at her accounting firm. She is a speaker, an author, an entrepreneur and a global connector. Welcome to the show Anna Lee. Hi. Hi everybody. Hi Chelsea. Thank you for having me here. Thank you so much for being here. here. Lovely to meet you. Um, So I gave a brief little introduction there, but could you tell us a bit about yourself and how you came to Australia? Yes, of course. So I was born in a little town north of Vietnam. And uh, I, uh, you know, people change from uh, because of desperation or inspiration. And for me, it was more of a desperation that... uh, um, I I got uh, bullied extensively for many many years in Vietnam, and even though changing school um, many times, but that's still happening. And uh, it's got to a point where I decided to um, to try something different and to change environment. So that's when I came to Australia to study, and uh, yeah, that's that that's how I came to Australia. Wow! And you were only sixteen years old, so you know. At least here, a lot of people probably waited to, would wait till they were 18 to do such a massive change. You moved here completely by yourself. So was it that sort of bullying that made you go, I'm just going now. I'm not going to wait. I'm just going now. Yes. So funny you, you mentioned that because um, it wasn't uh, as simple as uh, I, I wanted to go and then um, off I went, you know. Um, especially uh, born in an Asian family, you would understand probably that uh, uh, my parents are really protective and my yeah. dad definitely thought that I was nowhere near ready to, you know, off to another continent, to another country uh, by myself. Um, and uh, so I had to convince my dad actually that, uh, uh, Dad, I'm ready to, to go. And uh, at the time, I I didn't know what to expect, but um I, I had a belief that, um, you know, if I do the same thing, if I stay in the same place, nothing changes, you know, mm. nothing changes, nothing changes. So I, um, I, I, was, I just had to um, embrace the uncertainty and, um, and give it a go and see how I go. And I actually ended up really love Australia and so proud to become Australian citizen. And, yeah, definitely I am probably more an Aussie that I'm Vietnamese now. <laughs> so yes, it's actually a really, really good decision to 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 and move to Australia. Yeah. Why did you choose Australia specifically out of all the places you could have gone? Um, it was a little bit of a, a accidental actually. So uh, my parents went through a, a travel, um, non educational agency, and uh, I, I believe that Mum applied for a U.S. Catholic school. That's 
um that's how like she's like wow you gotta go to like proper school and all this and that but um yeah it didn't actually go through and i think it's because of a different in uh, the semester in in the u.s so that right. was like halfway through whereas in australia it just started at the time yeah so um you know like life uh, I, I i do believe that the universe has um has a path for you and if you mm-hmm. listen to it and um just give the best you can it actually open up a whole lot more opportunity in front of you rather than always having to go the way you want it to be so yeah yeah, yeah. That's really cool. And uh, you said you became an Australian citizen. Uh, how long ago was that? Um, that was probably maybe, oh, I think maybe f- uh, five five or six years ago. I can't remember. Yeah. Yeah, it's a, yeah. Yeah, it's a so while ago. Now, I can't remember. So yeah. you'd, you'd been here a few years and and went, yeah, I'm going to go for my – What what was that like, you know, taking the citizen – Chip, is there a test? I don't know. I think I'm thinking of American movies. <laughs> yeah, no, no, that's a good question. Uh, yes, I actually had to study for the test. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and uh, learn about Australian history. And um, I really enjoyed it, actually. And learn about, you know, the fundamental, the cultural, what what make up Australia, what what's uh, mateship. I love that, you know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, and um, I just love it everything about Australia and uh yeah I actually got 100% on that test which I was pretty uh wow. yeah, yeah and uh yeah so I had to go through the test and then uh, uh go through an interview process and uh applying for yeah Australian citizen wow that's yeah. really cool um I wanted to backtrack a little bit you said you sort of had to prove to your parents that you can make it over here um I heard you talk about on, I think, another podcast about how you moved into an apartment sort of like around the block from your parents. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, sure. Um, it's actually across the city uh, where we we used to live. So I used to live with, you know, in, in Asia, in, especially in Vietnam, we don't have a lot of space. So, um, and it's a, a cultural thing to, you know, three generations under one roof is quite is quite normal. So I was living in a house with four people, my grandparents, my parents, my siblings, and even some, a lot of time my cousins will be around. Yeah. As well. um, so I, I literally um, moving into an empty apartment across the city. So it's quite far away from my family. Uh, it was, um, yeah, a spare apartment that my my dad's friends has and yeah so I moved there um and lived by myself for a month mm-hmm. um so you can imagine coming from a you know so so many people around yeah. um until to you know completely nobody and that was that was quite a big shock um yeah. to be honest and but I I was um determined that uh, I had to prove that to dad that I can deal with it <laughs> all this by myself so uh, yeah, so I pushed through, and um, yeah, I, it, it's so many, so many lessons that learned during that time, mm-hmm. um, and it was one of the most difficult time of my life too, because um, um, you know being bullied at school, and then um, it's also incumbinated in into a sexual assault um, yeah. that um, yeah that I I decided to deal with all by myself, okay. um, but. Yeah, it's um, so that was that was a challenging time. Yeah, I can yeah. imagine. 
And did you find that, you know, just in that in that time when you were living, you know, not too far from your parents, but you were still, you know, living by yourself, and then you moved all the way to Australia, I assume you were probably living by yourself or were you living with other people? How was that sort of change from living with all of your family to now being so far away from them? Yeah. Um, so I came to Australia and by law, because I, I was so young, I had to yeah. stay with um, uh, a homestay family. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I, um, yeah, so I, I moved into a homestay family that's uh, quite close to school initially. And then uh, six months after I moved into another homestay family, mm-hmm. um, which now I'm really happily called my Aussie family. My, oh, my that's Aussie lovely. Parents. Yeah, so we still uh, definitely keep in contact and um, we have a great relationship um, all this year. So it's been um, it's been over 11 years now. Yeah, wow. Yeah. 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 And did you, did you speak much English when you came here? My English was not very good, to be honest mm-hmm. with you. Um, so definitely English was something that I, uh, I was struggling with. Even all the way to when I went to university, um, it was difficult to participate in a conversation where there are three people and and I'm including in there. So yeah. um, it's hard to participate and understand. And um, yeah, but, you know, I, the more I learn, the more, the better I get. And I, I was always really passionate about learning and improving my English. So uh, people who know me always uh, say or can see that I ask a lot of questions or I would not try to stop them and say, oh, hey, uh, w- what does that mean? You know, what does that word mean? How do you spell that? <laughs> yeah. So that, that that's just literally how I, I learn and get better. Yeah, that's really cool because I think a lot of people would maybe just sort of shy away and, and not want to ask like, oh, what does that mean or whatever. So that's really cool that you sort of felt that, you know, you could just be like, oh, by the way, you know, and that helped you learn. That's really cool. So you said you went to uni. What did you study at uni? Um, so I went to uh, Deakin and studied com- Bachelor of Commerce, major mm-hmm. in accounting and economics. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And then I assume that then had something to do with you becoming partner at accounting firm at 23. Can you tell us a little bit about how that happened? Yeah, sure. Um, so... Um, the school, the school that I went to was a uh, private school and uh, was quite strict in, in terms of um, student working and studying at the same time. So I started my first job uh, when I was um, 18 at the university mm-hmm. and that was just a part-time um, jobs and, and I learned a lot from that. Um, and then in the second year at university, I, um, I applied just through my um, very limited connection in Australia, that was maybe three years in into you know living in Australia. I yeah. um, so I've got a very junior role as an uh, accountant, uh, an accounting firm in Geelong. So uh, that's how I started um, working in the field, as well as doing my second year at university, mm-hmm. and that was um, an amazing and invaluable experience. Um, so. Um, during the time that yeah, I continue with my study and as well as working at the firm part-time, um, I 
uh, people ask me how how do I achieve um, you know success in such an early age is uh, looking back I really think that it's come down to uh, two things one is the 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 focus to to give more than than you ask you asked for mm-hmm. um, and really just about adding more value to whoever who, who which whichever organization you're working for really yeah. so even though I, when I was in a very junior role I was always looking for a way to improve things yeah. to to make other people's lives easier uh, to you know improve the productivity or efficiency of the whole company and um, so that was that was one of the things that um, that's got me to to where I where I were um, early on and then the second thing would be um, the the biggest lesson I learned when I started working there is that um, no one really know everything that they supposed to know to do their job really <laughs> really really well so that is like um, yeah I, I I have never heard anyone told me this and there are so many people that are looking for jobs or wanted to to get promotion and all all this um, and no one like I, I wish that someone told me but you, you know what what that really means is that you should just start you should you should just um, if you want to be in a certain position you 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 act like um, you're already in that position you show yeah. the the people that you really deserve to be in that position and you yeah you take on the poss- uh, the responsibility and the you know the role um, and communicate you know speak like like if you want to be a manager speak like a manager you know dress like a manager yeah and uh, yeah to hold yourself like a manager for example yeah. um, and yeah, so you really just start before you you're ready because um, there's so many people thinking um, you know it's not the right time and uh, I'll wait and yeah. all that yeah because that that was one of my questions that I had for you was sort of what was a tip that you could give someone who is maybe going for a job higher than maybe they think you know maybe if the selection criteria is there and they reach like three out of five of them and they think oh I reckon I'd be good at that job but I don't quite tick every box what would be sort of your tip for them for how to sort of leap instead of take baby steps yeah um like like I said before um Mm -hmm. you know the the boxes or the criteria are just one of the things so Throughout my my career and my time uh, running the company, I I've hired a lot of people and um, yeah, going through a lot of interviewing process and you know screening applications. We got hundreds and hundreds of applications. And uh, what what really always stands out to me, you know, as a, an employers or people who are selecting candidates. And I, I would leave it with a lot of other people as well. Is they people wanted to see whether the person applying for that job is is that only for the for the money, or is that they really really passionate about mm. what they're doing, or what's the purpose behind this application that they put put in? Yeah. So if you really believe in that position, in that role, and the willingness to contribute to the to the role. Um, we actually employ based on the attitude of the yeah. of the person 
uh, more more important than you know the the qualification or the years of experience yeah, yeah because that can be trained but the attitude yeah. and the mindset um that enable people to push through challenges and achieve the goals and achieve results you know with the organization that that's a little bit harder to to shift yeah i think that makes a lot of sense because you know if if somebody is maybe just in a job for the money or something then they could be quite complacent just doing like what they need to and you know the bare minimum to get the job done whereas if somebody is actually really passionate about the role then they're more willing to sort of put in that extra effort and and think outside the box to try and get things done so i think that's a very clever way to look at it um i wanted to ask you as well in you know i'm sure in getting to that partnership position and in what you're doing now a lot of networking would be involved in that how do you find basically the courage to approach people in that situation? I find like myself, you know, if I am in a group of people where I know most of the people and there's one person that like maybe doesn't know many people, I find it really easy to reach out to that person. But if I'm that one person who doesn't know anybody, I tend to sort of shrink away. So how do you find, you know, those networking events and how do you find that courage to go talk to people? Yeah, um, that's a very good question. And uh, it, it's true that in life, if you want to um, to achieve certain level of success, you definitely need the connection and you need to connect with people um, because, yes, yeah, you can't, definitely can't do it alone. Um, so networking, um, it's, it's all... It needs to start. I'll give you some tips um, for for networking and yeah. you know what you do and all of that. But um, I want you to make it very uh, clear and or try to build a foundation here. Is that it's all need to start within your mind mm -hmm. uh, first. Um, what it means is that um, I I can remember I can picture myself driving into this networking one of the networking events at the time. Mm -hmm. And I, I felt a bit nervous. I felt a bit, um, bit out of my comfort zone. I felt a bit um, awkward, um, and you know, not knowing what coming up next. And you know, we we don't really like that uncertainty. Um, and then I, I, I made a a mindset shift. So, um, you know, people when you you really. Before you go to that networking event, think about why you're actually there. Like, um, for example, at the time, I, I came to that event because I wanted to learn more information about um, a certain topic so that I can help other people um, in, in that particular area of the knowledge. Mm -hmm. So if I think it in that way, yeah, I feel empowered because um, – I'm actually going here to to the place to do something good for other people instead of feeling like I, I am nobody going to a place that no one wanted to talk to me and having really disempowering belief. Okay, um, yeah. And and that leads you to feel a certain way that when you come up, when you show up at the event, you look really shy and 
people can probably sense that you don't really want to connect with people and mm. and that doesn't help you but if you show up then feeling really empowered and having very clear ideas or you know knowing the why you you there why you show up there um and yeah just just enjoy you know just enjoy yourself being there um and hold yourself you know um as as confident as you can um and then basically what happened after that really is just practicing so i i guarantee that we all watch some sort of movie where you know people network and they're really confident and you mm. just do exactly the same thing you come up with someone that you wanted to speak to you know shake their hand introduce your name my name is um really nice to meet you you know and we all we all know that it's really simple yeah it's just a it's just a practice it's just repetition and and what happened after that is um be interested in in them just ask a lot of questions about them mm. because people like to talk about themselves <laughs> and and that can go on and on and you know there's different strategy about you know how do you break up from a conversation that you're not interested in yeah. um and how do you you know connect more later on you know, ask for business card or um and all that sort of thing um but it's really start with the mind why are you showing up there and oh. that's really show how you hold yourself um when you step into the place yeah that's really interesting sort of a you know an more educated version of fake it till you make it <laughs> yes actually because it um i it's not really fake it because if you um you you have the mental um energy and and you know clarity yeah um, of, you know why why you there then you know what happened after is like i said it's it's just you just practice and you'll get more comfortable doing that yeah that's really interesting that's really cool um now can you talk a little bit about the work that you're doing now yeah of course um so I've got a, a number of businesses at the moment. Mm -hmm. um, uh, one of them is Prosper Global Advisory, which we help people um, invest and start businesses and um, yeah, and basically create wealth. Um, so that can start with property um, investments um, or you know with finance, insurance. We so we are very integrated. Um, where people can come to us and um, we can provide really holistic advice. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, the other one, we uh, I have a, a company, we provide uh, facility management services. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, so to create um, a, a place that um, people feel safe and inspired to, to live. And mainly we, we look after um, apartment large, a large apartment buildings in Melbourne mm -hmm. um, and then um, as I get yeah, really passionate about mindset you probably can see by now <laughs> um, I uh, so Annalie International helped um, um, people with mindset and performance coaching yeah so that's yeah. definitely my passion um, business where um, it's 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 filled my cup and I get um, I get really um, passionate and enjoy uh, enjoyment out doing that and helping other people that's really cool 
and how you know with so many businesses and things how do you balance all of those different things you know and have good time management skills in being able to have all three businesses going at once yeah that's a really good question so um, I think time management it's really about um, self-management really um, yeah it's, yeah so it's it's all come with um, good preparation um, you know plan plan yourself in advance and um, making sure that you allow, allow you know time for all different across different areas so that you can keep things moving forward um, mm. and once you get progress and it's create power for you to move forward with with all of them and obviously you know in life there's there's, there's not always smooth and easy selling so there's always be challenges um, but it's also if you have the right mindset you can overcome those challenges and then you can learn the valuable lessons that you supposed to learn and you're supposed to hit those you know rocks in order for yeah. you to, to get to the next level and um yeah um from other than that um i would say another very important thing is now that over the time i learned that um lifting the pressure off yourself because we we as human being and especially those who are high achiever we put a lot of pressure on ourselves and mm. um, to you know to perform to 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 do this and to achieve that and and we aim for perfection yeah. there, there are a lot of people that uh, that are perfectionist and i i am guilty of, of that you know? oh me too <laughs> <laughs> and or um or really have to have everything in under control you know in control everything and that's when you, it's really create a, a lot of stress and and that that's great you know just not healthy and you can't really function under um, a massive amount of stress um and pressure that you create for yourself so um having yeah i having the the good preparation for the mind is very important in order to to do a lot of um things or at the same time yeah yeah absolutely i know like you know with perfectionist tendencies which i have as well it can often make you sort of not do something if you don't think you're going to get it perfect that first time round you know? and i think for me like this podcast is really challenging me because i'm like I'm recording all of these episodes, you know, and, and I'm going to have recorded a bunch of them before anyone even hears one. I have no idea if people are going to like it, if people are going to listen to it. And so, you know, for me, it's an exercise in going, well, if you like it, you know, if, if I like it personally, then other people are going to like it. And just sort of, you know, again, that mindset, trying to like talk myself into it um, and, and, you know, push past those those perfectionistic tendencies though I am talking to a woman who literally got 100% on her citizen test so <laughs> <laughs> yes um you know I uh, I I you know as as we uh as we go with life I realize that the more mistakes we make the faster we grow because if we keep ourselves in the in the known I, the known zone or the comfort zone 
and um, and we have to know that you know we have to we have to know that we get it right a hundred percent of the time um then yeah we, we're moving forward really slowly yeah. so yeah yeah no but you know what i for chatting for um you know for this this short period of time i can already tell that you can attract a lot of people um just like you and really enjoying what you have to offer here because oh, what you. you have to offer here is is really valuable like to to a lot of people and there are so many people that um connect with you really well uh, or connect with me really well um but not not well with other hosts uh, of different podcasts you know what yeah. i mean so yeah there's a there are abundance of people around the world and with the power of internet definitely there are would be so many people that that's dying to listen to this podcast well thank you um now back to talking about you <laughs> um i wanted to ask one of the words that can definitely be used to describe you is an entrepreneur and i wanted to ask you what do you think makes a person an entrepreneur and i really hope it's not being able to spell it because then i've got no chance um <laughs> so um yeah what do you think makes a person an entrepreneur yeah, that, uh, that's a really good question. And uh, you know what? I have a confession to make. I, I still spell entrepreneur wrong. <laughs> Thank God for spell check. Um. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, uh, an entrepreneur, the definition of entrepreneur, I believe, it's just a person who um, willing to, to, um, to take risk for financial gain, as simple as that. And it just means that naturally that that person would be the person that um, you know has ideas and um, something that they want to build from started from nothing mm. but pretty much all from one idea and then it's turned into a reality turn into something that's um, you know providing serving others uh, whether it's through product or service but it's about adding the value because really when you and when you have a business, it, it, it's just a value exchange. You know, it's, it's just about um, you, you, you provide the value and then you um, receiving the, the payment as an exchange of that. So it's just really value exchange. Yeah. yeah. I think we've probably touched on this a little bit already, but I noticed on your website under the sort of section about entrepreneurship, you have written passion, purpose, profit. Yeah, I think, again, we've probably touched on this a little bit, but can you sort of talk about those three words and how they yes, work together? Yes, of course. Yeah, of course. Um, so for me, um, over the time, I noticed that when I perform the best is when I, I have the passion for the project. Mm -hmm. um, and um, so that's why, for me, I, I encourage people to live passionately uh, you know, life is too short. What you what you love doing, uh, really, really give it a go and just just try and see where you where you can you know where it takes you to. So that's what passion really means. Yeah. Um, with purpose, purpose is that um, like like I said, similar to the example of networking. Um, if you if you do something really put your mind have a think about you know why why are you doing that and who are the people that you you're helping along the way um, other than yourself and people you know around you um, 
having having that clear purpose not only to help you through the really tough time that you you will be going through the tough time mm. but also once you lead a team when you have the team of people around you and supporting you um it that that purpose translated into the the vision the mission of the whole collective and it's created much much power to to help you achieve the success that you want and um, as an entrepreneur, uh, as the definition is, is stated, is that uh, we're taking uh, risk for financial gain. And I do believe in, in building profitable businesses um, and help people, um, you know, um, my employees and um, help other people having a more wealthy in life and, you know, comfortable financially. Yeah, and on that you talked a bit about um, one of your company's global advisory, and I wanted to ask you, what is maybe one small thing, one simple thing that young people can do with their money to make the most out of it? I think a lot of us sort of just go, oh, I just put everything in the bank, I've got to save up, I've got all of my hex debts and all of these things. You know, what is what is one thing that that young people can do with their money to to help it grow a bit faster yeah sure no, that's a really good question um uh well you know for those that that already saving um you know big congratulation and um well done because uh the road to to financial wealth is is really all starting with you know the right saving and also investment plan um, because a lot of people um, yeah they 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 make the money and then they just spend the money and then mm-hmm. after 10 20 30 years they look back and they say all they have is a little bit of superannuation uh, in the bank account and and now and now during COVID, uh, I don't know if you've heard yeah. but people um, got the chance to access their super and then they um, they went on a shopping, you know, trip and oh. they just buy everything online. Yeah. And that just amazed me. Um, so <laughs> that, that's really, a, I think, it's a recipe for disaster because... You're going to um, get there and not have that super that you saved up with all those years. Yeah, you know. Uh, well, I mean, everybody has different way of living and there's no right or wrong way, you know. Um, but um, what I advise my clients and people who... Um, uh, yeah, to plan plan for the future is yeah. that yeah, not only save but also invest. Yeah, mm. invest and um, you know, invest in something that you understand. You know, and if you if you not um, is the types of person who um, who interested or you know like interested in investing, then definitely engage the people who are good at it. You know, yeah. For example. Um, for example, if you if you're not a doctor, then then don't go uh, or not a surgeon, then don't go. You know, start to operate on someone's yeah. body. Um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> that that's not going to go well. Yeah. Um. So yeah, if you if you um not interested in investing or not not knowing about how, then definitely seek professional advice. And mm. um and in Australia, we um yeah we have a range of services and um definitely that's one of the ways that you can you can fast track your financial wealth thank you um now of course something we need to talk about is your first book 
is coming out very soon. Uh, can you tell us a bit about that and how that came about and the experience of it? Yeah, sure, sure. Um, so I, I'm really humbled and 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 honoured and and truly grateful that um, uh, last year I was invited to um, co-author a book, and now it's um, it's actually um, available to pre-order for the launch in July. Um, so the book is, is really, truly a, an amazing book and it's not because I've written part of it. Um, <laughs> it's actually an amazing collaboration of um, uh, 15 incredible business um, women all around Australia mm-hmm. that uh, share their real life story um, about how they achieve um, so much success in their um personal and professional life um, as well as all the challenges that they face and how they overcame those challenges and you know in life we 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 talk and we we have conversation and usually you know um, how you're going going well things and we sometimes we don't have anywhere um, to turn into to have a real deep conversation and mm-hmm. um, and and really feel into the feeling that we feel and um, find the solution of the issues that we have. Mm-hmm. Um, so in the book, um, yeah, the authors really put a lot of efforts and time into uh, sharing their you know really valuable lessons that they've learned and that enable them to achieve uh, success in their lives. And the book is really to to inspire, uplift, and transform people's lives. Um, because, um, you know, we, like, like I said, when we're going through life, it's, um, everybody will have challenges, mm-hmm. but those who, who look to seek the lessons that they want to learn is the ones that will overcome it and achieve the success that they want. Yeah. Um, yeah. can you tell us the name of the book as well? Yeah, of course. It's uh, it's called Empowered Women Empowering the World. Um, so all the authors um, in the book are women and uh, obviously, definitely, um, it will resonate a lot with a uh, female audience. Um, however, you know, for those who, um, um, who are male and open-minded, I think it's also a great book to read because sometimes we have issues, communication, uh, with our uh, partners or um, people around us, um, it's because uh, we they they th- think about things in um, one perspective. Yeah. If you you know if you read the book, um, you will you have another whole new perspective and and things just start to opening up and and life life just become magical. Yeah. You know, a lot of a lot of men say they don't understand women. Read books written by women. Maybe you'll learn to understand it a little bit more. Absolutely. Yeah, so that comes out on July 1st, uh, if I'm yeah. right. Yeah, so you actually available to pre-order right now on my website. Yeah, yeah. yeah. awesome. Yeah. Um, I don't know when this podcast will come out, so depending on what day it is when you're listening to it, it's either available for pre-order or available to buy, and I'm sure we'll put a link in the description to that one as well. 
Uh, now, Anna, I always like to ask a quite random question to each of our guests, and I, I pick a different random question for each person. So my question for you is, if you had the ability to travel in time, would you rather go forward or back, and why? Great question. I would rather go forward because mm -hmm. um, I already know what happened in the past, yeah. Um, that I had, and I'm grateful for every single moment and every every single challenges that I've had. So I would I would be really excited to travel forward in time and see um, where it takes me. You know. Yeah. 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 That's really cool. Say so I'm a massive history nerd, so I reckon I'd probably like go back in time and like try and meet all of like the really cool people that I've read about in books and stuff. But that's just because I'm a massive nerd. So that would be really <laughs> cool. That would be really cool too. Yeah. I yeah. remember when I was younger, um, I was like filling out some form for something and I think it was for an acting thing. And they had a section which was like, you know, who is somebody dead or alive that you'd really like to meet? And I think most of them were probably like expecting them to like, it was, and I was a kid, I was probably like 16 or something, you know? And so they were probably expecting them to put like uh, some famous like singer or actor. And I was like, Winston Churchill, <laughs> that's who I want to meet. Um, that's so cool. Yeah. Uh, and, and the one question that I ask everybody, so the show is called Loud and Seemingly Confident, because uh, that is a way I once described myself. Do you consider yourself a confident person? I think I I think I am a confident person. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, within ourselves, uh, there there always a level of um, insecurity, mm -hmm. uh, vulnerability, and um, um, and fear. So yeah. as human being, we all have fear. Mm -hmm. uh, but um, you know. My, I, I, I think I am a confident person and, you know, sometimes that level goes up, sometimes that, that level was, levels go down. Um, depends on, you know, the time and the situation. But, uh, yeah, not yeah. always like this. So when I was bullied, um, I was not very confident at all yeah. uh, back then. Yeah. yeah. Do you yeah. think that, that bullying pushed you to be who you are today? being bullied um it's affected me quite a bit mm -hmm. uh with my confidence and um i really felt invisible back then yeah um but um i think by by moving to australia which you know the reason like i came to australia was i was being bullied so i'll yeah. probably have to thank thanks that i was being bullied um, so that I came to Australia and it, it's changed my it's changed me uh, in many many different ways and yeah. um, along the way of development um, yeah I became more and more confident yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah well thank you so much for meeting with me today and coming on the show it's been really interesting talking to you and I hope that other people get a lot out of this as well thank you everyone for listening please subscribe and leave a review five stars would be nice leave me a comment or a message if you've got any suggestions of people you know I might, should interview or if you've got any random questions for me to ask you can follow me on Instagram at Chelsea J Heaney that's H-E-A-N-E-Y or you can follow the podcast at Loud and Seemingly Confident where can people find you Anna? 
Yes, I would love to connect with you all. You can connect with me through um, Facebook, uh, Anna Lee uh, Officials, Anna Lee, just uh, L-E, uh, on Instagram, Anna Lee uh, dot official, and also on LinkedIn. And you can find all of those links uh, through my official website, www.annalee.com.au. Awesome. Thank you so much for being here, Anna. It's been absolutely fantastic. No, thank you so much for having me. It's a really enjoyable chat. Oh.